Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Barry Chesler, and today's Daf is Masechet Chagiga Kafav, Masechet Chagiga 26. We left off in mid-sentence in the Talmud. To return then, Moda'im itself is sometimes considered inside and therefore trustworthy, and sometimes outside and not trustworthy. The potter goes out and the chaver enters, it is considered inside. If two either enter or leave, it is considered outside. Abai said, we also learn in our Mishnah that a potter who sells his pots and enters inside of Moda'im, this implies that he is trusted because he is inside of Moda'im. But in Moda'im itself, he is not trusted. But the end of the Mishnah says, if he goes out, he is not trustworthy. So Moda'im itself is trustworthy. Do we not learn that there is the, that here is the case when the potter leaves and the chaver enters? In this case, Moda'im is trustworthy, but in the second case, Moda'im is not. Now, a baraita is brought. Ameha Aretz are trusted regarding small earthenware vessels for Kodesh. Grace Laki said this applies only to vessels which can be carried in one hand. And Rabbi Yochanan said, even if not. Reish Lakish said, these only apply to empty vessels, but not filled. Rabbi Yochanan said, even if they are full, and even if his undergarment is in it. For did not Rabbi say, Rabbi Yochanan admitted with liquids themselves that they are impure, but do not be surprised. In the case of a lagin, a type of bottle filled with liquids, the lagin is impure with the seven-day corpse impurity, but the liquid is pure. We return to the Mishnah. The Gabayin, the tax collectors, enter a house, and also thieves who return vessels, they are trusted to say, we did not touch. And in Jerusalem, they are believed regarding Kodesh, and at the time of the pilgrimage festivals, even regarding Truma. The Talmud questions this with the Mishnah from Torah. Tax collectors who enter a house, the entire house is considered impure. La Kasha, this is no difficulty. This one, the Torah wrote, is when there is a non-Jew with them. And this one, in Chagigah, is when there isn't. For we learn in the Mishnah, again in Torah wrote, there is a non-Jew with them, they are trusted to say we did not enter, but not to say that we did, not, that we did enter, but did not touch. But what if there is a non-Jew? Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Elazar once said the fear of the non-Jew, who might punish them for failure to do a good search, Therefore, they conduct a thorough search by touching everything. And the other said the fear of the government, to whom the non-Jew might report them for failure to do a good search. What is the difference? A non-Jew who is not important. In that case, there is no fear of the non-Jew, but there is still fear from the government to whom the non-Jew can report them. The next sugya quotes the clause about the thieves who return the vessels. This is contrasted with another Mishnah from Torah. Thieves who enter a house, 
It is only Tamei where they actually walk. So presumably the items they stole must also be presumed Tamei. Rav Pentecha said in the name of Rav, is when they have done tshuva. You might also infer from the Mishnah, which teaches Jehechaziru et ha-keilim, that they returned in tshuva. Shema minah, this is what the Mishnah teaches. And in Jerusalem, they are trusted on Kodesh. The Baraita teaches they are trusted on big earthenware vessels for Kodesh. Why do we need this leniency? For they do not make kilns in Jerusalem, and therefore vessels would be hard to come by. And at the time of the Rego, even for Truma, the Nahane Mile. How do we derive this from Scripture? Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said, The Scripture says in Judges, And everyone in Israel gathered to the city as one man, comrades. The verse makes them all Chaverim, even those usually considered Amehaaretz. The next Mishnah says that one who opens his flask to begin selling wine during the regal, or begin selling his dough in the regal, under the presumption that everyone is tahor, pure, Rabbi Yehuda says he may finish selling after the holiday, and the sages say no. The Talmud records a story. Rabbi Yami and Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha were sitting on the porch of Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. One began by asking, what is the law regarding the Chaver, leaving aside for the next regal to sell. The other replied, everyone's hand is touching it, and you say set it aside for the next holiday? He replied, how can you compare these? It is well that until now the impurity of the Amharits on the regal, God rendered him tahor, but now he is impure. Let us say that this is a Tanaitic dispute. For one Tana teaches, let him leave it until the next regal, and the other one teaches, do not leave it until the next regal. Is this not a Tanaitic dispute? No. The one that teaches, let him put it aside, is Rabbi Yehuda. And the one who teaches, do not let him put it aside, are the rabbis. Is this really the case? Rabbi Yehuda said, Yigmor. He may finish. Rather, the one that teaches, let him not put it aside, is Rabbi Yehuda. And the one who allows it is the rabbis. And why does he not let them put it aside? because there is no need. The next Mishnah says that once the festival is passed, they remove the vessels for the purification of the courtyard. If it happened on Friday, they would not remove the vessels because of Kavod Shabbat, respect for the Shabbat. Rabbi Yehuda said also not on Thursday, because there are no free Kohanim. The Talmud brings the Brita, teaching that the Kohanim are not free from removing the ashes from the altar, and therefore are not free to purify the vessels. The last Mishnah of the Masachet. How do they remove the vessels for purification of the courtyard? They would immerse the vessels that were in the temple and would say to them, the Ameha or its priests, take care that you do not touch the Shulchan, the table. All the vessels that were in the temple had a second and third, replace, had second and third replacements. That if the first ones became impure, they would bring the second ones in their place, all the vessels in the temple required immersion, except for the golden altar and the copper altar, because they are like earth and do not acquire impurity, the words of Rabbi Eliezer. But the sages say, because they are plated. The Talmud brings a baraita. Take care lest you touch the table in the menorah. And our Tana, why does he not teach the menorah also? 
About the table, it is written tamid. About the menorah, it is not so written. As for the brighta, since it is written vieta menorah, nochacha shochan, and the menorah opposite the table, it is as if it is written tamid continuously about it. And the other Tana, the Tana of our Mishnah, the verse comes to teach the place of the menorah. Let it emerge that the table is a wooden utensil designed to remain stationary, and any such utensil does not transmit impurity. What is the reason? It is necessary for it to be like a sack. Just as a sack can be carried both full and empty, so too may any vessel be so carried. The table too is made to be carried both full and empty in accordance with Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish said, that which is written on the pure table regarding the Lachem Panim, the showbread, it follows that it is susceptible to impurity. Why? It is a wooden utensil made to be stationary, and so it doesn't become Tameh. Rather, it teaches that we raise it and show the showbread to the pilgrims on the Rego. They would say to them, look at your esteem before the omnipresent. For the bread at its removal is just as it was the week before when it was set there. For Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi said, A great miracle happened with the showbread. As it was arranged, so was it removed. As it is said, Lasum lacham chom, v'yom Quoting one Samuel to place bread that is hot on the day it is taken off. But perhaps the table becomes susceptible to impurity is because it is plated. For do we not learn in Mishnah Kalim, a table or chair which becomes reduced, that when covers with marble, there is left room for placing cups, it is susceptible to impurity. Rabbi Yehuda says it needs a place where they place pieces of meat or bread also. And if you say acacia wood is different because it is important, and therefore it does not become subordinate to its plating, it is well for Reish Lakish. As it says, we are only talking about wood is subordinate to its plating, with the vessel of Bach Slagim, which comes from overseas. But with the utensil of Mismim wood, it is not subordinate. For Reish Lakish, all is well. For the table would not assume the identity of its plating. But for Rabbi Yochanan, who says, even with the vessel of Mismim, it would be subordinate, what is there to say? And you can say here with the plating that is anchored, and here with plating that is not. Reish Lakish asked Rabbi Yochanan, is it the case when the plating is anchored or when it is not anchored? Does it apply when the plating covers the rim or when it does, does not cover its rim? Rabbi Yochanan replied, it doesn't matter if the plating is anchored or not, nor whether it covers the rim or not. A plated table is considered metal and thus susceptible to impurity. Rather, it is different, the table, from other plated utensils. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.